Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together. Let's get started. So one of the things that I've started over the past um, handful of months since the beginning of the year is I've launched a group coaching dash membership program for couples looking for financial planning at a pretty good rate. And we have monthly calls in, in that group where we do some coaching. We do deep dive coaching on particular topics. We set goals, that kind of thing. And in, the, in our July call, I got a little pushback on a statement that I made um, from, from some folks. And for those of you who are longtime listeners who have been following me for a while, you know, there is nothing I love more than um, getting a little pushback uh, from, from people on statements that I make. And so I wanted to talk about the statement that I made uh, um, on that call and dive into why, why I stand by it. You know, one of the ways that I like to challenge couples to make financial progress is to zig when other people are zagging, right? Or to, to, to lean in and buckle down when most people are taking their foot off the gas, right? The people who I've seen do really, really well and make a ton of progress are the people who aren't afraid to accelerate at times when you might not expect them to, um, rather than waiting for the next time it quote unquote feels appropriate to start making financial progress. They actually just buckle down and do it, do it now. Um, back in episode 10 of this podcast, um, as an example, I talked about how I usually view November and December as the best two months of the financial year, right? Rather than waiting to set a New Year's resolution that you're not going to follow in January, um, actually digging in in November and December and getting some of the foundational pieces together so that you're ready to hit, hit, to hit the ball running, or I'm sorry, to hit the ground running in January and actually have it be more likely that you stick to your resolution. Um, and if November and December are two of the best month, months of the financial year, I would actually argue that the summertime is not too far behind that because in, and I've been doing this for almost seven years now. Um, most people take their foot off the gas in the summer, right? Most people's pro financial progress slows down in the summer months. And I think there are two reasons that people tend to disengage with, with making financial progress over the summer. The first is just that like, we tend to be a little bit busier. We're doing other things or traveling. We are not sitting on our computers all day. We want to be outside and rather than sitting on our computers all day. Um, and then the second piece is summer travel, right? It just tends to be a higher expense month for many people because they're traveling with their families and going on vacation, taking time off and all, all that kind of thing. Now, none of that is particularly insightful on my part, I don't think. Um, I don't think I don't think it's breaking news that people like to be outside during the summer and people tend to spend money on travel during the summer. Um, so that wasn't the piece that I got pushed back on. What was breaking news um, to some people is what I said after that on this call in July. Um, and what what I said is that I mean, first up, first of all, I, I said that like I, I'm not one of these people who says like you, you should you should never spend money. Or right? I think you've probably gotten that vibe from this podcast before. Like, go ahead, spend the money on on your summer vacation, keep traveling in the summer. I don't want to tell you not to do that. Um, 
But the piece that got raised eyebrows was when I said that if you have set up your bank account structure correctly, your summer travel expenses literally should not slow you down at all from your progress toward your goals. Your summer travel vacations in the summer and expenses related to it should not hold you back from achieving your goals. Meaning that you should continue to save the same amount of money during the summer as you do throughout the year if you have set up your bank accounts correctly. Right. And and you know, you're you might be spending more on your vacations during the summer, but you should have your account structure set up so that that's automatically happening for you. Some of you have heard me talk about this before, um, but it's this concept of a storage account, right? I divide bank accounts up into three different types. Most people only talk about two, I like to talk about three. First is your checking accounts, right? The money, the places where your money goes from your paycheck each month and where most of it gets spent on expenses and rent or your mortgage payment and credit card payments and all that kind of thing. The second is savings accounts, which are designed to be money that's not meant to be spent in the short term, right? Where money that you're setting aside either for an emergency or for some sort of short-term savings goal, but it's not something that you are spending on a month-to-month basis. It's something you're building up with the idea that you're going to buy something with it in the long term, or just in case you ever needed it. And the third piece is a storage account. Frankly, this could be either a checking or savings account in nature. I've seen people do both. But the idea behind a storage account is it's money that is meant to be spent. It's not money that we're saving, but it's money we're not going to spend each and every month, right? So for example, gifts and travel, right? Most people have pretty big uh, gift and travel budgets during the summer for summer vacations and around the holidays. And you know, depending on when your birthdays or anniversaries fall, right? Maybe, maybe at a few other times during the year. But for the sake of this discussion, let's say it's during the summer and during the holidays. Money that goes into your storage account for gifts and travel is not spent consistently month to month because you're you might only dip into that account to use for travel or gifts a couple times a year. But it's not money that's being saved either because we know like we've built it into your budget that you're going to take X trips per year or spend Y dollar amounts on gifts. And so, you know, we we don't want to put that in savings because it's not money that's meant to be saved. It's money that's meant to be spent, right? Maybe it's in three months, maybe it's in five months, but sometime this year, you're going to spend that money. And so the idea behind a storage account is, right, we're just going to add up what those expenses, what we're expecting those expenses to be, um, what we want to set aside for those expenses throughout the year, and setting aside that amount each month. Sorry, not that amount each month, setting aside uh, the monthly equivalent of that amount each month. So for example, um, just to keep the math easy, if we say that your gifts and travel budget is $6,000 for the year, um, if we divide that by 12, that's $500 a month. And so in, in that example, we would put $500 a month into your storage account. And then you might not touch that for a few months, but then when it's time to travel for the holidays, you dip in and, and pull $1,500 out of that. And you have it there because you've been setting aside that $500 a month all year long, right? The, the key here is that you have this money for these periodic expenses, but expenses that were built into your budget you have that set aside in a completely separate bucket. Um, so the A, it's clear you're not saving it, right? It's not money that you're putting into savings and pulling out a few months later so that you're wondering if you're actually making progress toward your goals or not. Um, 
And B, it's it's money that we're intentionally just setting aside and we're treating it as if it's already been spent, right? Because what, what you're essentially doing there is you're dividing up your, your travel budget into 12 increments, regardless of when you actually spend it. And you're setting it aside in a dedicated account uh, as if the money's already been spent. And then when it's time to actually take the trip, then you pull the money from that account. Um, but if you do that correctly, and let's say you, you typically save $1,000 a month, you know, your, your savings rate's not impacted when you take a $2,000 trip because you already have the $2,000 set aside. You can continue putting that $1,000 a month toward whatever goal it is you're, you're saving it toward, wherever you're putting that money, and, and the trip isn't throwing off your budget. That's what I mean when I say if you have set up your bank account structure the right way, your summer travel plan should not affect your savings progress at all because you are spending that money in essence throughout the year by setting it aside off to the side as part of your monthly budget. And we're not counting that money as being saved because it's just being stored for when it's time to spend it. So in other words, when it's actually time for you to figure out what you're saving each and every month, we don't wanna count that money as being saved. We just wanna have that set to the side. And then your savings is what you're doing elsewhere, right? where, where you're putting your money elsewhere. Um, so it, it, let's say you have a big $6,000 trip planned for, for August and your savings rates should not be affected by that because you should already have that set aside in a storage account. If you're saving $1,000 a month and you're putting that into an, into an investment account, you will still be able to do that in the month of August, even though you are spending $6,000 on this big trip because you already have that set aside. And then, of course, you're, you're going to continue putting the $500 a month into the storage account to start replenishing it for your future spending out of that account. Now, this takes some time to implement, right? You may need to front load the money in that account, meaning that if, if your travel budget is $6,000 a year and you know you're going to be taking a $4,000 trip in September, which is about a month after this podcast is going to come out, Right. You may need to put some of that money in there just to start it, right? to feed it so that you have it available in September. But then you start contributing $500 a month this month. And when you do that, right, that the balance in that account is going to grow and shrink over time. But if you've set up your budget correctly, you're setting aside that money when you need it. So it's not derailing your progress, right? which is ultimately what I care about here. Um, implementing this is one of these things that a lot of people kind of dismiss off the bat, but it's been one of the most impactful things that I've seen actually drive progress for my clients, for the people who actually are doing it. Because it, it A, it, like it, you know the money's there when you need it. You don't need to worry about Christmas gifts. You don't need to worry about you know, your, your credit cards blowing up because you decided to travel this month. You're intentionally setting the, the money aside so that you can spend it without worrying about it. And it's going to not hold you up from achieving your goals. What do you think about this? Shoot me a message on Instagram at Paysetter Planning. Um, if you love this idea, hate this idea, want to know more about this idea, um, just kind of interested in hearing what you think about this. And if you're interested in that in that membership group coaching option, um, shoot me a message about that as well. That's it for today's episode. Um, hope you have a great rest of the week. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. 
get your access today, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.